Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so excited to kick off the Month of Mission series. And today I am bringing on Karen McAdams and Rachel Faulkner-Brown, and we are going to talk about the Be Still Ministries. But not only are we going to talk about their ministry, but we're going to dive into the importance of prayer. And I cannot wait to dive into that with them. But I want to start out by sharing kind of the heart of their ministry when you go to their website when you'll see this is that they believe that all women should fully embrace their freedom as lavishly loved daughters who release the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and that for me just points back again to the heart of this podcast john three thirty. he must increase we must decrease and how important that is so rachel and karen welcome to the show i want you guys to share first a little bit about yourselves and then we'll dive into the conversation Oh, we love you, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea is like the constant commenter on Be Still's stuff. So I love it. I, I, oh. I feel like you're our sister. Oh. So <laughs> you like us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having us. This is such a treat. I'm Rachel. And um, I just, you know, I really do. I think God's just given me such a heart for women. I love, you know, men too. But my heart is so for the younger. No. I love you my husband. Love them, I love right? my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, Karen and I both and I'll uh, my pastor said years ago he's like you know you'll find your purpose in what breaks your heart and Mm. what breaks my heart is the younger version of myself and Mm. I was you know 23 widowed for the first time Chelsea my my husband had aneurysm in my best friend's driveway Mm. I remarried two years later to a fighter pilot in the Air Force who was killed five years later Mm. in a plane crash and I was left with two babies and then life was just you know, radically hard. Mm -hmm. And I ended up moving and moved to Huntsville, Alabama, where I encountered women who were free. Mm -hmm. And I was so bound in religion and Mm -hmm. I'm right. And I've done all these Bible studies and, but they just had something that I wanted. I was Jesus jealous, frankly. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I mean, I love Jesus, but what do y'all know that I don't know? Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I was so taken aback by their freedom and the way they gave literally mm-hmm. they're they're giving it was mm-hmm. an abundant life mm-hmm. and until you've seen it you don't know mm-hmm. what you're missing you know because mm-hmm. I was just on the you know Bible study train and you know dropping my kids off and going to church and coming home and doing my thing and trying trying so hard in my own strength to do mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and look good frankly mm-hmm. look good that was the goal like just look like a good Christian mm-hmm. and you can only do that for so long especially when you have shame because mm-hmm. I, um, during that season, I realized that I had carried a very large secret that in, you know, in the, in the natural didn't seem so large, but you know, for me, what happened Mm -hmm. to me at 10, you know, with a distant family member literally changed my physical body Mm -hmm. because I carried shame for 25 years. I buried both husbands. They did not know my secret. And that Mm -hmm. secret fell off in that season in Huntsville. Then I met my husband, Rod, and moved to Atlanta, Mm -hmm. which is where I met Karen, which is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) And started Be Still Here in 2014. So, yeah, I met Karen through, it was kind of crazy. We were at uh, my, mine and my husband, Rod, he's a, a consultant here at a church in Atlanta. 
and met Karen at a party that our friend, our mutual friend was throwing for us. And we started talking about grace and our righteousness Mm -hmm. and how loved we are and how forgiven we are. Uh, (laughs) And, and it was like, you know, I'll call it the rest of the gospel. Yeah. We spoke the same Mm -hmm. language. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I love this girl. She was doing a class called greater things. I was like, well, I want the greater things. (laughs) Yes. I had two kids who were five and seven. I wasn't able to go to the class and I was newly married and didn't know what I was doing. But at the end of the day, I ended up, you know, we ended up getting connected through a Bible study that I was wanting to lead. And I was like, hey, you know what I'm talking about. Like, help me lead this Bible study. And here we are today. So that's so awesome. Chelsea, thanks for having us. Yeah, my story um, is a little bit similar to Rachel's in that um, shame was a huge defining part of my story, too, Mm -hmm. from sexual abuse when I was a little girl. And um, but Rachel and I's stories diverge in the sense that she was she grew up in church and like always did the church thing. She was like the gold star Christian, whereas my family um, went to church for the first eight years, then didn't go to church for the next eight years. So Mm -hmm. when I finally, you know, heard the gospel and heard what Jesus had done for me, it was coming through a filter of, you know, kind of all I could understand at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's almost like the picture I have as I walked the the aisle and I prayed this kind of what I called the magic prayer. You know, I repeated the special prayer, Mm -hmm. the formula prayer after them. And I thought that meant that I just get to go to heaven now. Mm -hmm. And even though people would say, well, now you get to have a relationship with God. I'm like, how do I have a relationship with somebody that doesn't Mm -hmm. talk? Mm -hmm. You know, I have Mm -hmm. no idea. And so, For me, you know, being a Christian meant following the rules. It meant trying to keep God on my good side Mm. by doing the right things, not doing the wrong things, you know, keeping the sentence like clean. And so, Mm. you know, for somebody who was living with so much shame and felt so in fear anyways, I'd always used performing and wearing masks and really was kind of disassociated with kind of living these dual lives of the bad girl that was on the inside mm-hmm. that was, you know, showing you the good girl on the outside. So mm-hmm. I just kind of translated mm-hmm. that to God. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the good girl for God. And that lasted for about nine months. That wasn't so good. <laughs> I met my first boyfriend that like was got really bad really quick. He, he mm-hmm. actually ended up, and it was a street fight at a rival high school graduation party and he ended up going to prison. And so oh uh, the day I started my freshman year of college was the day he started serving a 20 year sentence, hmm. which led to me getting engaged to him, which just led to more shame. Hmm. So all these years I'm, I'm literally crying out to God. I think prayer for me at that point looked like, hmm. God, will you please do what I want mm-hmm. you to do? Mm-hmm. When I didn't know that the person that needed to be set free was me. Hmm. And it wasn't until about really like eight years later, I finally, after multiple attempts at getting married, finally made it down the wedding aisle. And I started going back to church to it, trying to kind of make up to God for all the time I'd really run away from him Mm because I was the prodigal. I never literally I'd say almost it's only been in the last few years that I really can admit I was the prodigal. Mm -hmm. I was the one that was had been rolling around in the pig pen. And I was the uh, brother. (laughs) She was was the brother in the field. So and, we could do a play. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in really that story, God mm. has, I cannot tell you, Chelsea, it makes me cry how much God has used that story mm-hmm. to reframe mm. how I saw father God mm. that 
all along, he was waiting on me that he wasn't angry at me. Mm -hmm. He didn't care about my professional apology when I came Mm -hmm. walking back through the door of the church at 30 years old. He was waiting to take off my filthy rags of shame. Mm -hmm. He was waiting to cover me in a robe of righteousness and put the sandals on my feet Mm -hmm. and the ring of the finger and say, come on in, Karen. I want to throw you a party. Mm -hmm. I want to sit down and tell you who you really are. Mm -hmm. And so when I discovered, you know, that it wasn't about how good I was, that it was about how good he was. Mm-hmm. That is when grace really began to take root in my life. And I realized mm-hmm. the gospel I had believed in wasn't the real gospel. It was half the gospel. It was mm-hmm. Jesus plus me, Jesus plus mm-hmm. me performing, striving, achieving, being good, trying to measure up. Mm-hmm. So that is where Rachel and I collided. It was kind of both with these, some, you know, different, very different, mm-hmm. but similar in some ways stories where we just got, we found our freedom and we found our Mm -hmm. belovedness that we were cherished by Papa God. What I love about that. And then I kind of want to dig in a little bit more into how you guys then started the ministry and what that looked like and kind of where the Lord has walked you through that. But I think it's so cool to hear that your stories are, like you said, the same in certain ways, but completely different, especially with that prodigal son story. Because one thing that I think that's such a blessing with what you have to offer, and it makes me want to cry, is I think of me and my best friend, she is very much, she's walked with the Lord forever, serves him in such a humble way, and has walked the narrow road forever. I have not. And there are the, the things that you offer together that she and I can be a part of your ministry because we're both spoken to. Do you know what I mean? And I just think that's such a cool thing. Here, I've got tears coming out of my eyes. Guys. Because so often in ministry, I feel like we're drawn to one person and one ministry because, oh, they share my story. But you guys have this really sweet thing where it's different and the same. And Mm -hmm. so I just love that. And I wanted to share that with you guys because I think that's such a cool thing and just shows, again, even more the complexity of the heart of God and how he draws people together. So I want to hear how the ministry, again, like you said, how that got started and then kind of where it is now and how it's evolved. Yeah. So it actually started in 2012. I was living in Huntsville. We had just finished a Bible study and there were like all these women with these amazing stories. And my friend Leah was like, let's just call it Be Still and let two of us, you know, share our stories. And then we'll play a song in a jam box, literally. And then we'll pray for people. And I was like, yes, let's do that. Let's send out emails to everybody who's done the Bible study. And so we did and 120 women showed up on a Thursday morning at 10 a.m. And I was like, what? Okay, this is weird. I mean, we were kind of like scared. (laughs) We were like, what do we do? We don't even have chairs. 120 people. Yeah, I mean, it was like packed in. It was like women falling out the windows. It was like what Jesus Mm. experienced, you know, when he ministered, because that Mm -hmm. was, that's what freedom does. It Mm. builds the swell of Mm -hmm. people who... And it was a freedom Bible study. So I moved here and um, life was hard. Honestly, I married Rod. He ended up having anxiety and depression. And we're just a lot, you know, twice widowed, two kids. He had been single for 45 years, bless his heart. And marries us all in the same day. Moves to the suburbs. (laughs) Moves to the suburbs. So I would have anxiety and depression too, let's be honest. But I was miserable because I was like, I feel like I've ruined my life. And Mm -hmm. anyway, 
wife out there who's listened to this and has a husband with depression, you just want to protect your children from seeing anything bad, mm. like with your husband, especially for me, new, you know, blended family. I'm like, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. So I start performing and doing all, you know, I'm like, look over here, mommy's <laughs> the fun mommy and let's go do fun things. And a friend ended up inviting me to go pray at this little house in Milton, which is where we mm. live here in Georgia. And she was like, come on, it'll be fun. I was like, no, I mean, I'm miserable. I don't, mm. the last thing you want to do is go pray with somebody. I was just like, that sounds awful, honestly. And I, I just, she was like, please, Rachel, I really feel like God wants you to go. And I was like, mm. uh, okay, I'll go. And so this woman was praying and she had this iPad and never been to anything like this in my life. And she starts the recording. I was like, why is she recording this? This is so weird. And there were two people in the room that knew my stories. And she, the first words out of her mouth is she said, I see you like a crocus coming up out of the winter snow. Your life has been really hard. Mm. And, you know, yes, my life has been really hard. But, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I don't like drop into that. I mean, I don't like to feel my pain. And mm. I started wailing. I'm talking mm. like dry heave crying. I, 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 it was literally like God was saying, Rachel, mm. I know how hard this has been. And in that moment, the next thing she said was, you will declare the goodness of God before the nation. And I had like one and a half friends and, you know, I had spoken a little bit, but I was like, I moved to a new town. My husband was, you know, my husband knew everybody. I knew no one. And so it just, it was just like, it felt like an impossible dream, but I knew mm -hmm. it was true, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. I knew it was true. I I knew the Lord wanted me to share the story. Mm. And so in that moment, I felt like after she said that, the Lord just literally strengthened my backbone. And I was, I, I knew I missed Be Still. I knew I missed mm. what happened in Huntsville. And so I went and bought 50 chairs at Ikea and I had a minivan and I started slinging those chairs in the back. And I asked a friend who knew a lot of people, I was like, will you host this? Let's share mm. our stories and then we'll pray for women. And we started in May of 2014 and we've never stopped. And that's what we do. Same thing. Worship, two stories, prayer team. It's a wall. So, yes. So, so speaking yes. point about like how it's, you know, transformed over the years is, well, for Rachel and I is starting about three years ago. Um, she was meeting with some of the women that were attending Be Still who were saying, hey, I, I want more. Like, mm. You know, what do you have that I don't have? Like there is your language, the way you talk about God, mm -hmm. the way you see, you know, the, the way you see life is very different from us. So people started pursuing her, which led us to then say, well, let, let's teach him what's blown up our lives mm -hmm. and what's you know, led to such transformation and freedom. And out of that, she and I started, it first was a thing called Big House, Big Living, where we were literally, it's hysterical. <laughs> if Chelsea, you being a teacher, I've heard you teach and you're very systematic and orderly. We were literally throwing the kitchen sink at people. We were giving them everything we had ever learned that was like, Oh, you know, all at once. So people were like drinking from a fire hose. So over the years, yes. that's kind of, you know, shucked down to what we now call Father's House, which is mm -hmm. an eight week, really an encounter. It's, yeah. it's not as much a Bible study mm -hmm. as it is an encounter with the heart of God. And so that that came. But then our big shift was really 2020 mm -hmm. was, you know, here having a live event ministry and you can't do live events. What do you do? And so there was just 
forced everybody, as we all know, was so isolated. Mm-hmm. And so it led us to do the last thing in the world we wanted to do, which was to turn the camera on and connect with people, you know, through Zoom, through Instagram, mm-hmm. through Facebook. But, you know, we one of during this course this time, we had we had workshops, we did morning devotionals. I mean, we were like going crazy. I was exhausted. <laughs> And um, but we had this interview with this wonderful woman named um, Wendy Backlund. Backlund, and she told us a story about the boll weevil. Where mm-hmm. in Alabama, the boll weevil came in and destroyed like all the crops, mm-hmm. and so it caused them to it forced them to plant a different kind of crop that was mm-hmm. resistant to the boll weevil. It was the peanut. peanut, and so they now in the place where this happened, they like have this huge statue of a boll weevil. In mm-hmm. other words. The bull weevil wasn't what happened to them. It happened for them. Mm. And so really for us, it was like COVID happened for us in, in a, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a spiritual sense, because suddenly people were reached, being reached with the good news. Mm-hmm. They're being reached with the supernatural love of God that breaks off shackles mm. and, you know, just sets the captive free mm-hmm. and heals the wounded mm-hmm. heart. And, and because of COVID, that, that all happened. Mm-hmm. It took us outside the borders of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I found you guys. It was within 2020. <laughs> wow. Truly, it was because of that. And I jumped on one of your guys' lives that you were doing. And I was watching you. And so it is so cool. I think that's one of the most, I hate to say incredible. So I just continue to use the word unique. It's unique. Yeah. It is amazing in a spiritual sense, though, what God has done in the hunger and thirst. Yes, there are so many people under deception. I think every all all of us could agree with that. But there are people so hungry that have never been hungry before. I just had somebody um, send a message through Instagram. She's probably in her 30s. And she said, I'm new to Christianity. And I've been listening to your show. It's so interesting. And I'm learning so much. And I mean, it could make me cry. I read that. And I thought, someone new. Oh, oh my right. gosh, yeah, you know, and again, I think so much of it is what's happened this year. And so I love that story of for us, not against us. God's for us, man. Yeah. So cool. One of the main takeaways that I have always left with when I've watched the things that you guys have done. So I'm so grateful that you were doing those, but is again, pointing back to freedom. And that is obviously in the mission and heart of what you guys do and that we have freedom in Christ through his restoration and redemption. And so for those listening today, I know you guys have shared a chunk of your story, but how have you seen that walked out in your own life? How has the Lord taken those hard things and then pointed you to his heart and his truth? What does that look like? Oh man, how has he not done that? Well, I think, you know, Chelsea, one of our big thing is like, you will never walk in freedom with a secret. Mm -hmm. And so I think that most women, there's something, you know, whether it's unforgiveness towards a family member or, you know, something that happened. Yeah. Like even playing doctor as a little kid with your neighbor, like, Mm -hmm. and you, you know, the shame you still feel over that. Mm -hmm. You know, the secrets come in so many flavors and looking at pornography, Mm -hmm. you know, stumbling upon your neighbor's, you know, dad's pile, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it never told anybody. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. It's like, especially when it comes to like the, you know, the area of sexual stuff is your body reacts to it. Yes. Then you feel even more shame Mm -hmm. uh, because you actually like it. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, there's a reaction your body was created to, to Mm -hmm. respond, Mm -hmm. you know? 
but that enhances it. Sorry to me. Well, no, no, I think it's, it's, you know, it, what we've seen and we're big, big, big people on declaration. So the power of you speaking the secret, that's what happened to me. I was sitting in the sports med parking lot of our gym. Mm -hmm. I spoke the secret that I had had for 25 years to my best friend, Leah. She spoke her secret. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Wait, what? The enemy had told uh, me I'm the only person yeah. mm-hmm. who had ever done this horrible thing in my mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's always so much bigger than mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, I was out, it was happening to me, but sometimes you're actually the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. But even yeah. speaking that, like, literally, I always say the chains fell off. Mm-hmm. That's when my ministry began. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do yes. not believe oh, yeah. that your ministry can begin until you're free of your secrets. I don't, you know, you might try, but mm, I don't think it's interesting Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there was one secret that I thought, well, I've gone far enough. I'm very open about what happened to me. Mm. I'm very open about the choices I made in my twenties. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I am very open about all but one thing Mm -hmm. and about how long ago was that when I went to Colleen, like two years ago, There was just this one thing, Mm. one thing. And I called up Rachel and I told her, Mm -hmm. I told my husband and I went and made an appointment with a friend of ours that does inner healing prayer, prayer counseling. And I Mm. told her, and I, it was like, I remember being in the shower the next morning Mm -hmm. and this thought came to me that the the thought I used to always had before that was, that's the one that I'm never telling that. Like I've Mm. gone far enough. I'm very honest about this. I've gone far enough. And the thought that came to me in the shower that next day was, why did I think that was such a big deal? Oh, oh my gosh. Like that yes. is bizarre. Yep. It, it literally, it's unbelievable how quickly your brain will shift inside that whole thing of whatever is in the darkness keeps you in bondage. Mm. But the yep. second, literally the second you bring it into mm. the light, mm-hmm. it breaks something off of you in the spirit realm. The, oh, yeah. the spiritual, the, there's a demon called yes. shame. Yep. And, and it breaks his power because mm. light has just come in mm-hmm. and he, he runs from light. So that makes me think of, I actually went through soul tie um, ministry healing ah. prayer. And like yeah, I said, too. I was prodigal, prodigal child, had so much um, sexual sin and bondage and rebellion in that way. And going into becoming married, I was so on fire for the Lord when I met my husband. As we were leading up to getting engaged and getting married, I just really felt, and it's so interesting when you're talking about just like seeing these things. And and I had this image in my mind of me walking down the aisle with flaming darts coming at me because I had, and, and I knew I was like, I can't walk into marriage like this. And with our marriage counselor, it was a husband and wife. I went through the soul tie healing prayer with her. And I mean, like you said, we went through because they said, you know, write down your convictions, everything you want to go through, any person, any, any interaction, emotional, physical, whatever. Yeah. And we got to the end. We got to the end of it. And I said to her, I was like, there's just one more thing, but it wasn't physical. So I don't understand, but it's like here. And I keep feeling this. And so we prayed through that and worked through that. And I, same thing. I remember walking out of the church doors that day and I was like, Ah, and I was like, I'm ready. Like I can stand before my husband, like a clean bride. It was so incredible. And so I'm so glad you brought up all of that. That's why I really wanted to have you guys on here too, because prayer is powerful. It's not this last resort, the sloppy second thing that we turn to. It's no, this is freedom. And the Lord 
commands us to do so. Again, this might sound to some people like a silly question, but why prayer? Why do you guys, why is there so much power in prayer, right? Like what does, what in the word can you share with women that says we must pray? This isn't a last resort. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I have such a, well, first off, let me say, I am so glad for all the people that are listening that you brought up soul tie prayer. Like we don't, it's very rare for us to come across somebody that, that talks about that. And so for people Mm -hmm. who are listening and maybe you've never heard that word before, Mm -hmm. it's basically like an invisible bond that is formed between two people Mm -hmm. in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it creates, it's almost like, I always think of it like an umbilical cord, like the same way that a baby drinks, you know, nourishment, you're Mm -hmm. actually also getting all of their junk. Mm -hmm. And so you can very easily just, you know, just say, Lord, I bring this soul tie before mm-hmm. you that I have between this person and another person. Mm-hmm. It can be even a friend with a friend, a family it can be, member. Yeah, a family. It can be any, it doesn't have to be a, a sexual mm-hmm. relationship, yes. um, but we know that the two shall become one, right? Mm-hmm. So we know for sure that that is, um, mm-hmm. you know, God has given us a mm-hmm. picture of that. And so you can just ask him, say, I just want to break this soul tie in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and put it under the blood mm-hmm. and everything that I have received from that person that was never mine to hold, I give it back to them washed Mm -hmm. in the blood and everything that they've been holding of me, every part of my heart, my will, my emotions Mm -hmm. to bring it back to me washed in the blood. Mm -hmm. And there is, there is, it's, it's wild. It enables us to, you know, with, if you're married to be able to attach, yep. to be able to have a healthy attachment because mm-hmm. you're able to present all of yourself yep. to, to that person. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. Cause that mm-hmm. is, that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for me, prayer has so changed. God, it's such oh a, my God. I was going to say prayer so you, for me today is so not oh, what yeah. prayer was at 35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that my starting point point for prayer is let's make a list and here's all my asks like the Santa Mm. Claus list. Yeah. Here's I want this. I need this. Would you give me this? I want that. Would you set Keith free? You know, all those Mm. things. And now prayer has changed to, well, one of my favorite scriptures, the prayers of a a righteous person are powerful Mm. and effective Mm -hmm. and, um, and avail much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've come to realize that because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that mm-hmm. that's your identity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because you are now seated in heavenly places mm-hmm. that I'm praying from a position of victory, not for victory. I'm praying from the finished work. And if, mm-hmm. and if that is a big word for you mm-hmm. and that is something that, what do they really mean? I remember he was just saying, it's a finished work. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> it, it essentially means that at the cross, everything that you Mm. ever needed. It actually was provided for at the cross through your inheritance that Mm. became available to you at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to me, prayer is more about receiving than it is about asking. Mm -hmm. It's more about if it's things in the natural realm that don't line up with what the kingdom of heaven looks like. He says that we're to speak to the mountain Mm. and pick it up, expect it to pick itself up and be removed. So instead of asking God for healing is speaking to the sick body and saying, you're out of order. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. is speaking to the broken places and saying, I release healing in the name of Jesus because I'm one with him. Mm -hmm. Everything that he has, I have. So that is, I think, really for me, the shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's declaring, decreeing and releasing less than it is asking. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, it is, and I share this story sometimes, Chelsea, but my son had cried 30, it felt like a month in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was every night bawling his eyes out. I was emotionally bankrupt. I was just exhausted. I was just telling him, God has good plans for us, buddy. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I was just so like not able to comfort. I did not know how to comfort. I ended up with a counselor. I've learned how to comfort. I'm still not super great at it, but I did learn. (laughs) I did learn. And so at the end of the day though, I was just taking all this, you know, enemy activity Mm -hmm. as this is just part of grief and no, Mm -hmm. you know what? I was being attacked by the demonic. There was a spirit of grief on my child, but Mm. I did not know anyone who knew about spiritual warfare. And Mm. so for me, prayer has become more about my power and authority over things that Jesus actually generated the power at the death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. He generated the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that that actually lives in me. Mm -hmm. So for me, I always describe it as the the power was generated at the power plant by Georgia Power, mm-hmm. but I have mm-hmm. to go turn the light on. Yes. Like the light does not automatically come on. And so mm-hmm. that night after, you know, taking this crap from the enemy for three weeks, my mentor said, she said, Rachel, just go in Davis's name and say, at the name of Jesus, if there's mm-hmm. anything on mm-hmm. this child or in this house or in his room, whatever, it has to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I say super mustard seed. I mean, it might've been a half, a fourth of a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I did it at 1230. Davis had gone to sleep Mm -hmm. and he sat up and vomited twice. Mm -hmm. And to say it made a believer in the power and authority that Mm -hmm. I have, it's like I held up the badge and said, hey, police, you are not welcome here. Mm -hmm. You're an intruder. You have to get out and here's my gun. Mm -hmm. And the gun is scripture. The gun Mm -hmm. is the word of God. The gun is the name, the name, every name must bow. And I think for me, my gosh, I was, I was a beggar and I'm not a beggar. I do not live under the bridge. I live in the palace. Mm. I am a daughter of a king. Daughters of Kings do not beg. Mm. They don't need to beg. Mm-hmm. I hate that song about begging. It makes me nuts. I, I mean, like you listen. She really to, does. I do. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm like, stop singing that. I'm yeah. not a beggar. But you know, we, we beg and we sit, mm. we sit in father's house. Everything he has is ours. Mm. Yeah. I love it. And I do want to just, man, I feel like I need to meet you guys in person. So I actually went through a deliverance ministry also. No, so this was here where I'm at here in Columbus, but I remember I got a book. They gave me a book and my pastor said, okay, like I said, I, I'm like, we're on the same wavelength here Um, because I, I was really struggling with, I mean, spiritual warfare major. My, I remember my mom actually saying from the time I was little, little, I would come in in their room in the middle of the night and, you know, say things that she was like, why my baby, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, praying over me and all of that. And I was always terrified and scared when yeah. I'd wake up from these dreams. Well, here I was then as an adult, newer believer, and I'm going to my pastor and I was like, what is this? He's like, I want you to, I want you to read this book. Don't stop reading it. 
read it wow. all the way through. He's like, cause you're going to read the first page and you're going to say, no, nope, I'm fine. And I read it through and I was like, and he's one of like my spiritual dads, I would say. And I knew I was like, this yeah. is what I'm dealing with. And so I went through deliverance ministry with, like I said, they were an older couple. They were incredible. And the same thing. Um, it was supernatural. Like, again, I could just cry over it because truly you see, like you said, you experience something different. It, it takes prayer from like a asking to a, no, there is power in this. And I have been at the weak place of having these people pray over me in this bondage and warfare that I was in. And my goodness, I can talk about it now because it's like, this is amazing. I want everybody to go through these things, but it is, it, it completely changes everything. That what you're talking about, you know, I, I, I thought about, I'm sure there are people listening and they're wondering, how do I get what, what, what these girls have? Mm-hmm. And I, it's really Rachel and I's extreme passion. I mean, I, I used to do a ministry for three years called Greater Things based mm-hmm. on John 14, 12, you shall do even greater things than these. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea, I just think that people read that and we just skip right over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, mm-hmm. I mean, if we even just did the things he was doing, <laughs> we would be yes. shocked and amazed. Yes. But you know, greater things, but more than is just, is huge. And what mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we call it, you know, being a go-to girl is that the three of us have discovered we have everything that we need to do this. You don't have to, you know, be trained in any certain way. I mean, it's, you don't it's have to be simple. famous. You no, know, exactly. Jesus. It's believing, you know, that Holy Spirit is with you. Mm-hmm. He's strong and mighty mm-hmm. in you. You don't have junior Holy Spirit and you're mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's just our desire, Chelsea, is that everyone that's listening, that you would get freedom, mm-hmm. that you would walk in intimacy and mm. that you would become a go-to girl, somebody mm. that others can mm. go to, to get mm. what you've been given. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I want to know, I want you guys to share, how can women get involved in your ministry? I know, like you said, you had done retreats in some capacity before. What does that look like? And how can women get involved from afar? So if someone like me is like, hey, I really want to get involved in what you guys do. What does that look like? Yeah, well, two things. So follow along on Instagram. That's where we kind of do the main, like, you know, outsourcing of, you know, the, the content and the material and then the big, so that's like our main place. And then obviously there's Facebook and mm-hmm. then the website mm-hmm. at, you know, bestillministries.net. So those are the ways. And then we have the curriculum, which is fathershousestudy.com. Yes. So we wrote an eight week video driven curriculum that you can access on right now media. So if you have access to that at your church, you can access it there or through the website fathershousestudy.com. But I would say if you're out of town or, you know, listening from Atlanta, um, we do watch parties. So once a month, we have our still have our Be Still Nights. And, um, you know, you can host a watch party. We basically, like, curate the content. And then mm-hmm. you get to have an excuse to invite friends have over. Have a party. Yeah, yes. have a party. And, a, like, and a deep dive and a, an opportunity to have a spiritual conversation with mm-hmm. a neighbor mm-hmm. that, you, you know, invite them to your church. It might be an option. But, hey, come. We're doing this thing called Be Still it feels so low threat. These women tell their stories. It's just a neat opportunity to hear a story that we've curated that, you know, it's a woman on the other side of her healing. And mm-hmm. then we help people, you know, facilitate the conversation with some questions. So 
I would say that would be the best way. But, you know, really, if you're listening, we've got resources on the website. If you're like, I need some inner healing, Mm -hmm, I need deliverance, mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. they're talking about, I've got a soul tie. Mm -hmm. We've got resources on the website that you can find um, people that help us and connections to, you know, have a session of inner healing. So anyway, which is awesome. Perfect. Okay. So the last thing I want to wrap up with, I love asking this question. I've been so excited to ask you guys this too. So the podcast, like I've said, it was birth from John 3.30. He must increase. I must decrease. This obviously points us away from ourselves and points our hearts and our lives back to Christ. And we know we live in a very me-centered world. So I want to know from you guys, how would you encourage women to live more of a Christ-centered life in this culture that we're in right now? You may not like this answer. You'll probably have to edit it out. (laughs) Um, Because really, it's not about trying harder. Mm -hmm. It's about falling in love. Mm. And when Mm. you fall in love with God... Yep. Meat falls out of the center. Yes. I mean, when you fell in love, think about the, somebody that you've fallen in love with in your life. Mm-hmm. It became all about them. Mm. It, it, you weren't trying to make it about them. You weren't. Mm. I, so the same, I just tell people mm-hmm. seek him mm. because he's, you're going to find when you seek him mm-hmm. that he was already seeking you. Mm. And when you find out how much he loves you, when you find out mm. that this love that is endless, that's boundless, that's mm. co- a covenantal love that never gives up on you, that's never angry. I, I in the scripture it says Isaiah fifty four, I will never be angry with you. Mm. I mean, we can't even get over that. Like, cause mm-hmm. my husband gets angry at me. Yes, is crazy love. And when you find that love, Chelsea, mm-hmm. you fall in love. Mm-hmm. And when you fall in love, you don't have to try mm-hmm. to not be me centered. Mm-hmm. You become Christ centered. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I would say, too, I I read this this week, Chelsea. And for us, we really believe that you're a three-part being, you're a spirit Mm -hmm. who has a soul who lives in a body. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the soul being the flesh, that's where all your woundedness, that's where Mm -hmm. all the deliverance, that's where all that needs to happen. But Mm -hmm. your spirit, when it came alive to what Christ did on the cross, Mm -hmm. and you were like, I need that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know where I am. I was a sinner, but now I'm becoming a saint. But I read Romans 8, 9. It says, Mm. you are not in the realm of the flesh. Mm. You are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, which he does, if you know Jesus, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they don't belong to Christ. So Mm. to me, living to me, what, what I, you know, decreasing, I'm like Mm. constantly wanting to live from my spirit. So which means I'm not focused on my soul. I'm Mm. focused on what he did in me, who I am and living out from my spirit mm. and not trying to live world tell me who I am mm-hmm. you know all of this that's when I think about me is when the mm-hmm. world tells me who I am but when mm-hmm. I'm so focused on the spirit of God that's so alive in me that is where the secret place is that's the that's the secret place those are awesome answers I'm not editing yours out that was so good you guys are so great <laughs> no I love that so okay to wrap up again I know you already shared website, Instagram, but I want you guys to also share what are all the ways they can get connected with you. So your guys' personal Instagrams where people can follow you, all of that. Yeah. So you can follow me, Karen McAdams at Karen McAdams 1111. 
And I think I'm Karen Sandlin McAdams on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, you are? I'm Rachel Faulkner Brown on Instagram, at Be Still Ministries mm-hmm. on Instagram. And then at Never Alone Widows. We hadn't talked about the widows, but yeah. if you are a, a widow, mm-hmm. we would love to connect with you in that community as well, because mm-hmm. that's kind of our outreach for Be mm-hmm. Still is through that. But I will say, Chelsea, we are doing a live workshop, a He Speaks. That's like our next Bible mm-hmm. study that we're going to film. Mm-hmm. It will be on April 17th. So if you wanted to come to Atlanta. We've got people coming in from all over. So April 17th from 9 to 12, we're doing a live workshop. And I don't, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to air. And yeah. then um, so obviously on the link in the bio. Yeah. And the link in the bio at bestillministries.net. And then obviously fathershealthstudy.com. Like that mm-hmm. is the place to find the Bible study or right now media, either one. Um, you know, they have it there if you have access to that. So lots of options. Yay. Perfect. Well, okay. I loved talking with you guys. Like I said, I feel like we could talk for hours. Um, this okay. is so awesome. It's so neat to hear part of your story too. I, I did not, I've listened to a few of your podcasts, but wow, I love all that you shared. I feel like, I bet your audience feels like they know you better now too. Oh, God is good. He is so good and he's so faithful in that. But I'm just so grateful that you guys came on and shared this. And I know that it's going to just bless everybody that listens. So thanks, thanks guys. Chelsea. Chelsea. Thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.